Hey everyone, Jace here. Before we get to the episode, I wanted to tell you about a campaign for an awesome creator-owned book that's going on right now over at Zoop. Axewilder John is the story of a savage journey into the heart of a man driven mad by love, by hate, by power. As he is hounded by hordes of relentless enemies who will stop at nothing to proclaim what John has stolen. This is a real passion project for writer-artist Nick Patera, as he's drawing inspiration from creators he loves, such as Frank Quietly, Jeff Darrow, and Mobius, among others. The book is also a deeply personal tale for Nick. He conceived a lot of the character and stories while his family was dealing with health challenges for his youngest daughter. Just like real life, the story is much more complicated than it might seem at first glance, and the axe-wielding barbarian at the heart of the story may be much, much more relatable than your average bloodthirsty warrior. The project's already fully funded, so go join the campaign, and you're guaranteed to get this full-color, oversized, hardcover edition. Just visit zoop.gg to check it out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. Time for the finale of Trial of the Amazons with Trial of the Amazons number two, the bookend series that kicked us off and is now wrapping it up. Don't know how long this is going to be because there really isn't that much to say. Uh, As an event, it didn't feel like it had a lot of consequence. I guess we'll have to wait and see on subsequent Wonder Woman family stories. Uh, But we certainly never got a trial of any sort. So um, I thought it was okay. Some things, uh, you know, it worked and some didn't. Um, But I I don't know. It feels like a missed opportunity more than anything uh, because we haven't had a giant Amazonian event in a while. And this just wasn't, didn't feel like an event. I felt like it could have been done in, in two issues uh, but two double-sized issues, like 80 pages, right? So don't just give us, you know, like a mini-series of four 20-page books because then it doesn't really feel like it's that important if it's only, you know, a regular. But if you give us two double-sized, you know, two 40-page issues, you know, 40 pages, that's hefty, big chunk of story. And I feel like everything that was done here could have been done in, in 40 pages. So I don't know. What do you think, Rocky? Agree, disagree? Uh, well, I, I agree. And you're... I think you're very diplomatic. I will try to be diplomatic. <laughs> I look. Uh, m- we we talked about some of these things already that we're going to repeat, but we waited until the end to, on the off chance that our worst fears would not be realized. <laughs> some of my worst fears, unfortunately, were realized. What I was really hoping for, I was hoping for more significance on the contest itself, or at least the idea of a contest or a trial of the Amazons. Now, to be clear, this never really felt like it was a contest because the contest never took place. Uh, We had three tribes. The, The rules of the contest were that each tribe appointed its own champion. The The queen of the winning champion would become queen of all of the Amazons, would become queen of all three tri- tribes. And the motivation for the Banna McDowell tribe, which was with Queen Faruka's Amazons, was that they, since they're mortal Amazons, they would be able to become immo- immortal because you Amazons only become immortal if they live on Themyscira. 
So that was the motivation for Queen Faroka. They She wants to obtain immortality, immortality for her Amazons. And there, there was a, each one had their own motivations. The Escozita had a motivation to uh, enter the contest. I'm not even sure why they wanted to enter the contest, frankly, because they, they wanted to just block Doom's doorway. Why they needed Why they needed to enter the contest to do that is not clear. They finally did. We finally did have a contest before it could even start. The oracles claimed that the gods had these rules and that the contest had to be completed. That once the contest begins, we're going to give all these champions, uh, we're going to give uh, uh, Donna Troy a compass. We're going to give Philippus, uh, uh, we're going to give Philippus, I forget, or, or Philippus a compass. Donna Troy, they gave a, a rope with an, a knotted rope. Wonder Woman chose her sword. And and you got to use, you'll have to use this when the contest begins. And whichever, whichever, Amazon does better wins and the gods decide and they're going to speak through the oracles. Well, we had this, we had this terrorist, this terrorist named Altum, the survivor. He interrupted everything and he, he, he blew up everything and, and, and we had everything collapsed. And, and so it wasn't a contest anymore. Or was it, was, 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 was this the trial of the Amazons? All this was really kind of unclear. The, the Amazons, Wonder Woman, Donna Troy, Artemis, or pardon me, not Philippus. Uh, they, they all, uh, they all fought together, and and then in the midst of all this, we had Queen Hippolyta was murdered, and then we find out that Artemis murdered Hippolyta. But none of this has any consequence to this storyline. Why did why did we call this the contest? Well, we call it the trial of the Amazons. Well, who's on trial? Were the Amazons on trial? I mean. They never, they never put Artemis on trial and she killed Hippolyta. So we thought maybe, could that be it? No. What's the trial here of the Amazons? Well, the Amazons had to unite. So in fairness, this is me being very, very fair to this narrative. The, the point of this narrative would appear to be that the Amazons have to come together to unite and overcome the, the, the trial that they're facing, which is coming out of Doom's doorway, which was chaos. So that was the trial. I'm being generous now. That's the trial that the Amazons have to overcome. They have to defeat the force of chaos. This male god who Diana in Clunrad's run, Becky Clunan and Michael W. Conrad's Wonder Woman run, after she was she came out of after she was resurrected after Death Metal, Wonder Woman went through the graveyard of the gods, res rescued, resurrected all the gods, but she had to pay a price and she had to leave one god behind. She left chaos behind, this evil god. And she promised that she was going to go back and release this god, Chaos. <laughs> Why Wonder Woman would want to release Chaos or promise to do that, I guess we'd have to ask Wonder Woman. That's That was never clear. But again, it shows my ongoing problem with Wonder Woman and the Amazons. They seem to have this very disturbing relationship with their god uh, that, that has never really been reconciled. And it continues here. I, I, I don't really understand it. But... But in this issue, like I said, we have a resolution. We got great art. Uh, we 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 get we get a new the Amazons fight chaos and Artem Cassie Sandsmark Wonder Girl releases releases Artemis from jail as to help them fight chaos, and ultimately the the Amazons defeat chaos by by Antiope and and um uh at Queen Atalanta 
inviting chaos into them. So the spirit of chaos enters them. They invited chaos into their bodies and then they trapped chaos within them. So the essence of this evil chaos was trapped in the bodies of Antiope and, and Queen Atalanta. And then they went into Doom's doorway and then somehow Doom's doorway magically sealed itself. We were never, it's never explained how the doors magically sealed themselves. We were just told it's by magical means. Who's magic? What means? None of this is explained. Uh, so we had this sacrifice made by Queen Atalanta and, and Antiope uh, in, in pulling chaos behind Doom's doorway and the, this Doom's doorway is sealed. But, but what of it? Like I, it's this is so boring. Like the, the, all of a sudden, shoom! The, the door is sealed. Doom's doorway is sealed, and then Artemis just escapes. And everyone, no one seems upset that Artemis killed Hippolyta. Uh, they they're they're quite happy fighting alongside her, even though she killed the queen. Artemis gives no explanation as to why she killed Queen Hippolyta or the former queen. Diana doesn't even seem to care. Diana seems more concerned at the end of this issue with crowning Yara Floor and they have this this odd bit of dialogue where Yara Floor gets upset about being called a girl Yara Floor suddenly is in her early 20s I thought she was a teenager in her own series I thought she was a 15 16 year old that had a obsession with a bus driver named Zhao but now apparently she's in her early 20s and resents being called a wonder girl um, Wonder Woman thanks Yara Floor at the end of this issue, because she tells Yara Floor that you know uh, that that you you saved the Amazons from ourselves. You saved us from uh, you prevented us from embracing our outdated traditions, and none of which is true. All the outdated traditions the the Amazons embraced a hundred percent in this story. That's part of the reason why the story is not that good. It's because the Amazons never broke with their traditions. They, 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 they embrace them. That's the problem. They're, they're too obsessed with their gods. They're too beholden to their gods. Uh, they, didn't, they never thought outside the box. They never displayed the type of intelligence that I would associate with, an, with a military, strategic, genius-level, uh, peaceful warrior army that's existed for 3,000 years. I, I've, not, I've not seen this. I, never even, I, I, never, I saw maybe hints of it. But I never really saw much of it. Instead, we saw, we saw, we saw the, the emphasis was on, on, on dialogue. The emphasis was on, you know, you know, just odd moments of, uh, instead of, instead of enough action, we got just strange interactions that in my view, uh, strange isn't the right word. I just felt there were. They just weren't all that interesting. And I don't understand, and, and maybe you can explain this to me, although I, I doubt you can, but you're welcome to try. I don't know why everyone thinks that Queen Nubia, on what basis does Queen Nubia think she can be queen? The gods made it clear through the oracles that the contest must be completed and that the rules are clear. Who won? The only way Queen Nubia can be queen of the Amazons now is if Philippus won the contest. I saw no evidence that Philippus won the contest or that it even took place. If the contest did did in fact take place, and we don't know if it did, because was that what was what happened when Altum created that explosion? Was that the contest? If it was, we don't have a winner. 
the Amazons united. Well, I'm sorry, that doesn't, Amazons can't unite. That's breaking the rules. You got to have a winner. That's what the contest is for. Okay. And, and the gods make the rules. And I don't, I, nowhere did the Oracle say that the gods, that, oh, the gods changed their mind. They're going to let you make your own rules now. I thought it was unclear. You might, maybe I'm nitpicking about all this. Maybe the Amazons can unite and they decided that, you know, all is well and good. Queen Faruka, the most interesting Amazon, she had a legitimate grievance against the Amazons here. She had a legitimate grievance. She says, you guys have abandoned us. We've been, we have a, we have a, a, a garbage shithole headquarters in, on the, on the, on the desert of Egypt, for God's sakes, in the Sahara. And, and we're, we're not, we're, we're only mortal. We got to desperately recruit abused women uh, where we can find them. We don't have the advantage of living in paradise. We want immortality. All of a sudden, Queen Faruka, solely on the grounds that Hippolytus saves her life during the battle, decides that it's okay for Queen Nubia, for, for Nubia to be queen. She's going to sacrifice the well-being of her own Amazons because she's saved, her life is saved by Nubia. Like, this is not how queens should act. There's, this, is, this, is, this isn't even how women act. I mean, anybody who thinks, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm going to sound a little bit harsh here, but Anybody who thinks that women are this reasonable doesn't get out much <laughs> or, or hasn't or doesn't know world politics. I mean, uh, women world leaders, it, world leaders who are female aren't this incompetent. I mean, I can't believe I like everybody. This is such force. I felt the ending here was forced because everybody gets along. Are you actually I, we're supposed to believe that all the Amazons not only did they unite, but they get along now. Queen Faruka totally changed her mind about everything. Uh, Atlanta, Ar you know, no, and nobody cares about Artemis. They get along so much, they don't even care that Artemis has escaped and she killed the former queen. Everybody is like they're holding hands and sing, singing Kumbaya. And I'm thinking, this is a disaster. And, and plus, I, I don't want the Amazons to unite. I like the idea that there were three tribes. I don't want there to be one queen for all three Amazons. We had drama and excitement with Queen Faruka with one tribe. We, we, we just got to know this, this Esquisita tribe. How about getting to know their queen before you're, you're uniting everything all the way? All the way? I, if there was going to be drama, I, I, I can think of so many ways that this could have been a better story than the, than the direction that they went. Um, I'm sorry, I, I've done this. I always do this on Wonder Woman. I, I vent too much. But I, look, the art, I love the art. The art was fantastic. I, the, the, the art was good. Okay, I liked it. I thought it had some some really good moments. The, uh, I, I I can't complain. The, the, the art was decent enough. Uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, we're going to be getting the Nubia, the Coronation Special after this. Uh, which is really disappointing because we already knew that Nubia was queen. Now, apparently nobody's taken issue with her being queen. The, uh, this was this final issue robbed itself of any kind of gravitas, robbed itself of drama. Uh, the the Dooms Doorway is a joke. It's a joke. It healed itself. It was a Duke Ek Machina ending. I don't view there much of a sacrifice. Not only is, is chaos, not only were the, were the Amazons, I think, not acting, frankly, intelligently throughout the narrative, and, and the plot was melded to form and make the Amazons look smarter than they were in my mind, which was terrible. But chaos, the villain, is an idiot. I mean, why would chaos go into the bodies 
I mean, it was an obvious trap. And <clears throat> since when are two random Amazons, do they have the power to trap chaos within themselves spiritually? It, again, it was, it was one of those sort of Duke Ek Machina magical endings that it, I didn't buy it for a second. And the, and the ceiling of Doom's doorway at the end, didn't buy it for a second. I, I, it, it, it lacked any kind of believability to me. It'll, and part of the problem is that you, the writers, uh, Vera Ayala, Stephanie Williams, Joelle Jones, Becky Clune, and Michael W. Conrad spent so much time on the rules of the contest that were abandoned anyway. They spent so much time on the death of Apollida, which was not really dealt with here any, anyway, but we, well, we will be dealt with in another series, I guess, with Artemis, that they forgot to set up enough of the plot line to make this ending more digestible for me. Um, so much potential, but squandered here. And I'm, I'm very disappointed with this. I, I like it. I actually do like this better than the ending of War for Earth 3, quite frankly. But I, I can't help but to be disappointed with this. I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, that the, the individual writing of Vida Ayala, I think, or Stephanie Williams is going to continue with Nubia. Maybe individually, maybe on their own, some of this, I think that there's a lot of interesting things that can be said about, we, we know in a Wonder Woman backup that, that Artemis, Hippolyta, Queen Atalanta, and Antiope, they, they had a secret pact. And we knew that Artemis was going to make a, have to make a sacrifice. And we now know that that involved likely the poisoning of Hippolyta. So uh, you alluded to this in your theory, Jace, perhaps the death of Hippolyta was all part of a master plan or a secret plan to deal with a larger threat. But the way that, 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 that has come to be revealed has been in a very, very disappointing uh, manner. And I, um, there's just, uh, I'm, I just, I just feel again, heartbroken here. I just feel that this is such a missed opportunity that I'm, I'm more frustrated at the end of this than anything else. But, you know, again, beautiful art, I mean, as usual with Wonder Woman, I'm just shaking my head at just how um, I, I mean, can you imagine being like a member of the United Nations? Any country on earth, it, it is a, they're a floating liability on the ocean outside Boston Harbor. There is the greatest threat to earth is, Themis, is, the, is the floating island uh, embassy base at Themyscira. And knowing that we got Queen Nubia, her decision-making, I have zero faith in, and every leader of the planet Earth should be deathly afraid of Queen Nubia's uh, capabilities as a, as, as a queen. And in fact, any, any of the Amazons, they still... Anyways, I, I, I'll do a separate video on my rant, but I just... I just it's, you want to elevate the Amazons. You want to elevate them. You want to make them great. This is Wonder Woman's tribe. And, you know... <laughs> And and this is what we get. I, I'm I'm just absolutely astonished. But uh, anyways, man, T take it away. Well, I'm glad you said you were going to be diplomatic. <laughs> okay. Jesus. <laughs> uh, did you did you burn all your copies? Wow, that, that sounded like the worst thing you've ever I, read. I haven't, I haven't picked up my copy yet. Oh, God. gotcha. Uh, well, let's give the credits. Be uh, Becky Clunan, Michael W. Conrad, Vita Ayala, Stephanie Williams, Joel Jones on the script. 
Elena Casagrande, Laura Braga, Skylar Patridge, Adriana Mello, and Joel Jones on art. Ramulo Vardo Jr. and Jordi Belair on colors. Pat Broso does the letters. There's a fantastic main cover by Jim Chung and some variant covers. Rose Besh uh, does the variant. So um, I agree with Rocky in as much as there was no trial. There was no contest um, to see who would be queen. Uh, and... I didn't mind that necessarily in terms of uh, Nubia is is the leader, right? So in my mind, the contest never started, never took place. So they're all uniting. The tribes are united. I actually like that aspect of it. I, I think there's plenty of ways to have drama for the Amazons without having these women be catty toward each other. You want to talk about a trope. To me, that's super tropey. An idea that women can't be leaders, can't get along, whatever. It's the 21st century. Let's move on and, and leave that in the past. So there's plenty of ways to, to build up drama. I do agree that this series may not have reached its or, or not may not. This series did not reach its, its full potential at all whatsoever. But as far as Nubia being queen, it, like I think by default, by the other tribes, the Esqueta tribe and the Banna McDowell tribe coming back to Themyscira, if you're coming back to that island, you know, the traditional home of the Amazons, Nubia is the queen by acclamation of all of that island. So if the tribes are reuniting on Themyscira, on that island, in that, you know, quote unquote kingdom, then yeah, Nubia is the queen because the contest to decide if somebody else is going to be queen never took place. So I think by default, Nubia stays the queen. Is that a good idea? I don't know. Bad idea? Again, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't necessarily... Uh, agree with Rocky that they can't all get along at the end. I mean, they, their whole island was almost destroyed. They faced this horrific god chaos. You know, it is, although it's kind of sad, right? Like there's all these science fiction stories throughout the years where a big threat shows up, alien invasion, whatever, and, and mankind unites. And if anything, the last four years has taught us is that's not going to be the case. We are doomed. But no reason I think that the Amazons, when faced with a big threat like the god chaos, can't unite and can't realize that, hey, we're more alike than not. Why can't we get along? Why can't we unite? Does it mean they're going to be united forever? No. It just means they were getting along right at the moment after this horrific um, event happened where some Amazons lost their lives. And, hey, maybe it's time to come together and, and put aside our differences for now. It doesn't mean that those differences aren't going to uh, you know, reemerge, and it doesn't mean that they're always going to get along. It just means they're getting along for the few pages at the end of this comic. Um, I did think that that Faruka, it was a little bit convenient. I mean, she really swung the farthest, but I thought she was too unreasonable and illogical in the beginning. So to have her act like this, I actually liked it. Well, okay, she's actually being reasonable. Uh, maybe she's smart enough, and maybe it's because she lost the love of her life, Queen Atlanta. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, to take that, you know, as it is the scene with Diana crowning Yara floor, super corny, super hokey. Um, I would hope that if DC does another Yara floor series, that they get somebody who can come in and give Yara a consistent voice because far and away for me, the most inconsistent part of the story has been the characterization of Yara floor. I think DC, DC needs to decide what to do with her and this whole, um, like new generation hero. She might as well be calling Diana a boomer here. It's, it's just really painful. 
and really unpleasant. She comes across as kind of a brat. Uh, we have that with Damien already. I don't need it with Yara Floor. And frankly, I won't read a, a book that she's in if she acts like that. Um, as far as Altum and his try, like, why would, why did he even show up? <laughs> like, why did he even show up for two pages in this? Like, just forget about it. If you don't have room, and I got to imagine that's what it was, then just don't bother, don't bother to put it in. As far as Artemis goes, she obviously did, quote unquote, escape uh, at the end of the battle, but she didn't escape from her prison where they had her in prison. Cassie Sandsmark went and freed her. Like, hey, we need all Amazons on deck. And everybody uh, agreed. And, uh, you, you know, you can agree or disagree on whether or not that that was realistic or not. But I think in the heat of the battle and how powerful chaos is, they probably wanted Artemis's sword. She's, you know, maybe the most formidable warrior they have outside of uh, Diana herself. So that didn't bother me so much as the choice to have Artemis be responsible for uh, killing Hippolyta. But I still stick to my theory that uh, even if Artemis did supply the poison, it was at uh, Hippolyta's request. So, uh, yeah, did this give a – was this story a trial of the Amazons? No, not not in any sort of literal sense. Was it a trial in as much as they had to figure out a way to come together? Yeah, I suppose that it was. That you know, It was a, a hardship. It was a traumatic experience, and, and they did come together in the end. But it almost feels like um, – they came together despite themselves. Uh, so I get what Rocky's saying when he feels like it's a little ex deus machina. Um, they got to where they wanted them to be, but we sort of could have guessed that at the beginning. So did this need to be seven issues? No. I go back to what I said when I was talking about issue six in terms of this should have been not in the various books crossover uh, because that's what helped make it feel so uneven. Um, cause we had different creative team, like everybody in all on that's in, on all the wonder woman books is credited for trials of the Amazons one and trial of the Amazons two, all the writers and all the artists. And those two books kind of work the best actually <laughs> trial of the Amazons one and trial of the Amazons two. So I think they're both, well, they're not actually, I was going to say, I think they're both 40 pages. They're like 28 pages. What we should have got was trial of the Amazons one, 40 pages, trial of the Amazons two, 40 pages. And you could have left a lot of the other stuff on the cutting room floor if all this thing was supposed to do was unite the tribes, 40 pages is more than enough. You would have had more than enough time to establish that the tribes aren't necessarily getting along and to have various members of the tribes air their grievances for why they're not getting along. You had time for Hippolyta's death and Cassie Sandsmark to figure out who's doing it, even though the idea of her as a detective is ludicrous because there's no context for that, no precedent for that whatsoever. But still, you had room for that. You would have had room for uh, the contest to be to try to be just about ready to start and have it be interrupted by chaos and have this resolution. 80 pages is more than enough for that. All the, the cattiness, all the Altum showing up and uh, various character moments that really landed flat, those all could have been left out. And you could have got a really um, succinct, focused story uh, you know, as much as I'm a fan of all these creators individually, they don't all need to be involved. Uh, you could have just said, okay, Vidaiala, Stephanie Williams, go. Uh, and we would have been fine. And it wouldn't have felt like, hey, this was supposed to be a big event and I was supposed to see a contest or a trial and I got none of that. And so uh, I can understand people's frustration 
because at the end of the day, this book didn't have a whole lot of action in it, or this quote unquote event didn't have a whole lot of action. I think we spent the first five parts going, okay, we're still waiting for the action to start. Um, we got a little bit of action last issue. There was a big battle with chaos here. Um, I won't comment on whether or not it was realistic for chaos to fall for the trap. I mean, comic book villains do stupid stuff all the time. So <laughs> I, I just took it, you know, for what it was. Uh, I appreciated the sacrifice that, um, that Atalanta and, uh, Antiope. and Antiope, uh, yeah, I, I appreciated the, the sacrifice that they, that they gave. I didn't think that it, um, it felt forced. Uh, I thought it felt kind of natural and, you're right about the art. Excuse me. The art was, was fantastic throughout, which is not uh, easy to do when you have a bunch of different artists working on uh, the book. And I thought with the exception of the dialogue between Diana and Yara Floor when Diana was crowning her, I thought the, the scripting was actually done really, really well, um, which, again, you got a lot of people scripting, so that's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, and I, I have a feeling that in terms of, of what they wanted to get across with Yara Floor, that, that scripting is probably exactly what they wanted it to be. It just, again, maybe it's not the scripting that's the problem, it's the characterization. So ultimately, this brought the tribes together, which is what I, what I wanted. Uh, I don't have a problem with them coming together. I kind of like that idea. Again, I think there's plenty of other places to bring drama for the Amazons. Um, but that's sort of all this did. That's all this did. Kill Tapolita blamed Artemis and brought the Amazons together. Yeah. Is that an event? I would say no, but uh, I guess maybe DC would argue. Yeah. So well, I guess we'll have to wait and see ultimately what the consequences and, and where it all, where it all goes from here. So uh, now focusing on, on more of the positive, cause I had my rant and I'll, let me, let me focus on a possible rave here. Okay. There is a scene here where when Artemis is is essentially at the end where she sort of sort of sneaks off. She appears to have some sort of glowing pink energy from her hands. Uh, I don't know where Artemis, to my knowledge, Artemis doesn't have a superpower like that. So how did Artemis acquire this power with her on her finger with her hands? Did she acquire that power somehow? Did she get that power for, uh, at her secret meeting in the desert with Hippolyta, Antiope, and Atalanta? Uh, it's interesting. Also, it is worth pointing out, in fact, uh, and, uh, and in fairness to this narrative and to the script, because I had my rant, let, let, let's say this. this. The only person that knows the truth about that secret pact in the desert who is still alive is Artemis. Hippolyta is dead. Atalanta and Antiope are now behind Doom's doorway. So that for, the, the, the fourth member of that secret pact is Artemis. So she she is the only one. I mean, she was told she was going to have to make a sacrifice. And now Artemis is making it. So I am interested in that. I do think that is interesting. I don't like the way it was executed. Because I think that it, it muddied the waters of this event. But that is very interesting to me. What What is it about, what's special about Artemis that she was chosen and not Diana for this secret that Hippolyta, Antiope, and Queen Atlanta had? Now, she's the only one and she seems to have some power. And so I am looking forward to that one shot or maybe it's a mini series with Artemis. I think that there's some potential there and I am interested. So the backstory is there and that and that was the backup uh, written by Vida Ayala with great art by Skylar uh, Pat Partridge. 
in uh, the Wonder Woman backup. Uh, so I am interested to to see where this goes, and I'm I'm looking forward to that Artemis one shot. So I I do want to give some credit that there are seeds. As much as I can complain that these things aren't resolved, it is a consolation that the death of Hippolyta might lead to an, a separate story, and we might get a more uh, a more flushed out story because it isn't dealt with and crammed in this ending. So there might be a positive that flows out of this, and that's what I'm hoping. So I think that is, you know, being being kind. I think I think there's something to be said with that, and of course. And there's also the same could be said potentially of Altum the Survivor. Uh, what's going to happen with him? He seems to be somewhat of a quasi-domestic terrorist of some kind, and and he seems to be obsessed with the, with the land upon which the Mascara is based. What's going to happen to him? That's that's a future storyline that has potentially, you know, there's not enough space to deal with those two things at this event. And I think uh, I think that in fairness, maybe getting you know in the future more real estate when those you know when, when Ultim returns, and I believe it's going to be in probably subsequent issues of Wonder Woman. Hopefully, we'll get some satisfaction out of how how that matter is resolved and how Diana deals with Ultim. But uh, all in all, I mean, I'm I am I I wasn't the, the uniting of the Amazons. I, I was you know. It was underwhelming to me. It was underwhelming to me. Now they're all united. We now have an older Wonder Girl. Uh, and we now have, uh, we got three tribes of Amazons that are united, but yet are they, so, but, but what does that mean? We, it should it should be worthy to note that, worth noting that we don't know what the united Amazons mean. We only know one thing about the uniting of the Amazons, and that is they now just have one queen. Um, and I, and I, it should, it bears repeating I've said this before, the queen of the Esquisita tribe never consented to the rule that there be only one queen. She just sent her spokesman, Potura, over to that. But, I mean, that's a plot point that I'm sure they're going to breeze over. But there's, you know, in any event, we now have one queen. But what does that mean? So does that mean that we're going to, the Esquisita are going to be invited to leave their place in Brazil to come live on Themyscira and become immortal? Uh, do the Banna McDoll tribe now move to Themyscira and become immortal? Do they even want immortality? Uh, how how do the other Amazons feel about this? I mean, I mean, I mean, if suddenly the leader, if your leader or if, if your queen said, "Oh, by the way, I'm not your queen anymore," somebody else says, "And by the way, we're moving." Oh, and by the way, you're all immortal. What? <laughs> how are the other Amazons going to feel about this? This has story potential, so this is a positive thing. So, as much as I'm, I ranted. I do acknowledge that there's lots of storytelling potential here in terms of where this can go moving forward. Okay. I just, you know, I, I have a tendency to play script doctor from time to time and I get upset when my rule, when, when my dictates aren't followed, <laughs> but there is potential here. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing is to see where this goes from, goes from here. You know, I, this didn't work for me. Does that mean it was a total failure? No, because it might be setting up, you know, future storylines and, and future plot lines. But I, I think again, where a lot of people have problems with it is it was, and again, maybe this is to, to give DC the huge benefit of the doubt. It was never a, a, a trial in terms of, you know, a trial by combat or a contest, but a trial in terms of, Hey, they're going, they're being, uh, faced with some really difficult 
challenges in their lives. You know, that's the trial. Um, that wasn't what I expected. Again, is that is that my fault? Is it DC's fault? Maybe the blame lies on both sides. I don't know. But I, I think that's the problem that a lot of people have with it. That's the negative I'm here. Well, I never got the contest. I never got the, um, you know, the, the story that I expected. And again, I, I go back to this idea of, hey, you could have done it in two 40-page issues because, yeah, they must have d- devoted at least 10 to 15 pages, ex- you know, pounding out the rules for a contest that never took place. Yeah. And by, by the way, I, I got to hold you accountable. There was one scene here that I, I know annoyed you and you haven't brought it up. About What's a particular that? about a particular blonde Amazon named uh, Cassie Sandsmark. I thought there was one, one, one. I thought she, well, she said that I'm a detective, remember? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I did that upset say, you I, a little I, bit. I did, I, I did say that, yeah, that I, in, in. <laughs> That 80 pages, you would have enough time for Cassie to find out who the, the te- you know, who, who the, uh, the killer was. And I did say Cassie as a detective, there's no precedent for that. There's no context for that. <laughs> yeah, it was laughable. It was laughable. Rocky's right. When I, when I was reading my preview copy and I got to that page and, you know, Artemis is like, oh, what are you doing here? Uh, how did you find me? I'm a detective, remember? Like, what? In, in what world? It, in in what context she has never been she's never shown i mean did she take lessons from batman that we're not aware of i mean i'm i'm willing to say that she learned to be a detective powers of observation whatever but it's not just as simple as you know nubia going uh eeny meeny miny mo okay cassie you you're going to figure out who killed hippolyta and now she's a detective yeah. I, I don't know. That never worked for me throughout the story. It felt well, so. L- l- let's face it. Uh, fans of Cassie Sandsmark should be very happy because she, Cassie Sandsmark. I am a fan of Cassie. I love Cassie. Well, there Cassie. you go. Well, this is why you should be happy because she's apparently Batman level detective. I mean, she figured no. out the death of Apollida. And in the pages of Wonder Girl, through a, through a, on the basis of a simple conversation she has with Zeus, she saves the day and upstages Yara Floor and Yara Floor's own comic book, which was canceled on issue seven. If you're and, a fan of Cassie, so- you want her to be you know, formidable and, and have these skills, but you want her to earn them because if they're just thrown on, just thrown on her, just granted her without, you know, any sort of um, aspect of her earning them, then she just becomes a Mary Sue and that ruins the yes. character. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think we've talked more than enough about this <laughs> series. Obviously we'll continue to <laughs> cover the Wonder Woman corner of the DC universe and our DC spotlights. Hopefully some good can uh, come out of the series. Some of the seeds that are planted can pay off uh, because I will agree with Rocky in terms of, man, Wonder Woman seems like she's always getting the short end of the stick. Just, just when you think things are going great. Like I remember how much I raved about the first issue of the Mariko Tamaki run and how I was like, Wonder Woman's finally going to get her due. This is going to be the Wonder Woman era that everybody points to as, you know, her finally getting what she deserved. And man, did that thing take a nosedive within a couple of issues. So anyway, uh, yeah, for me, ultimately this didn't work. There were some positives that came out of it, but uh, it felt it, it was either too short in terms of not enough space to really flesh out everything that needed to be fleshed out with Altoom and actually have a contest and have a trial, or it was too long. And if it was just meant to bring the tribes together, it should have been two 40-page issues. So that, that's my final thought. Any final thought, Rocky? 
well, I my final thought is I'm I'm looking forward to I am looking forward to that Artemis one shot or that series whatever it is because Artemis is my favorite Amazon. She's by far the most interesting by by a large factor in my mind. So I'm looking forward to that. And I am looking forward to see what happens to Altum the Survivor, ultimately how that uh, plot re- how that plot thread is resolved as well. So, you know, we shall see. We shall see. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget to head over to YouTube, subscribe to Rocky's channel, Comic Space Boom! Exclamation point. Like this video, ring the notification bell, and subscribe. That way you know when new content is released. If you're checking us out on YouTube, head over to your favorite podcasting app or platform on your smart device. Do a search for the comic source and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the audio-only content. That's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget, we also dropped our uh, Death of the Justice League spotlight today, Saturday, April 30th, so be sure you go and check that out so you can be prepared for Dark Crisis coming later this year in June from DC, although there is a zero issue for free comic book day. So that's going to do it. We appreciate you listening as always, and we'll talk to you next time. See you later. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the comic source. Do a search for the comic source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.